Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in on this Monday edition, just three weeks to the day. That's right. Three weeks from today, there's a football game in Atlanta. And as far as we know, one that you can go to freely. You know, no restrictions or anything like that. Uh, Not that it's free I to thought go. they were giving away free tickets. I Although, was going to get in line. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a sellout. So if you're on the fence, tickets might be cheaper than initially expected. Either way, three weeks to the day uh, for the start of the college football season for Ole Miss. Anyway, of course, we are 12 days away from the start of college football and then 19 days away from the start for basically everybody else. I think Ohio State and Minnesota play on that Thursday night before. There's a lot of football coming, and it's coming soon. I'm Michael Borky. He's Stephen Gagliano. It is great to be with you guys on this Monday. And there was a scrimmage this weekend. You weren't there. I weren't. Uh, I wasn't there. So we're having to rely exclusively on what is reported and what is said. And here's the funny thing about that. That's what we'll start with today. Uh, apparently, the Ole offense was better than... The defense. Lane Kiffin, in fact, was very unhappy with uh, with that side of the ball. Here's what he said. Quote, I was impressed with the first offense running and passing. I was not impressed with the defense. So that always happens when you're scrimmaging yourself. One side looks good and you walk off saying, okay, are we good on that side or are we bad on the other side? He continued, we can make excuses and say first scrimmage, but we still have to tackle. We worked on it. And we came out and didn't tackle very well. It's discouraging because we have a number of receivers that were banged up, so they were playing, but not able to be tackled. So a lot of it was just the running backs, the ones and twos and threes missed tackles between the linebackers and the secondary, so there's a lot to learn. He also said it was a very frustrating first quarter defensively, especially giving up explosive plays. I think the concern is what happened today. The offense did really good and the defense did not. Again, That's good and bad. I don't know. You're playing yourself. It's a little frustrating on the defensive side, but you never know. This time a year ago in the fall scrimmages, we couldn't make a first down with our offense and with Elijah. Our defense stopped our first offense all the time. We were the only team in America last year to average 40 and give up 40, so obviously we want to fix that. Your thoughts? (laughs) Well, it's obviously not what anyone that has followed this team over the last year wants to hear. You you wanted to hear from the first scrimmage, wow, the defense looked incredible. New faces made plays where they were supposed to. Guys were tackling. A lot of energy out there. That's obviously not what Lane Kiffin said. So is it a little alarming? It is. But this is also the first time full speed, well, scrimmage speed, that an entirely new unit of guys is working together. And I think there's time for this to come together, again, there, there are still three weeks to the season. While that may feel close to people like you and me, it does. three weeks of practice time is a very yeah. long time on a football field. So I think what Lane Kiffin is doing, and, and based on some of the, the reports that I did read, when the first-team defense and first-team offense if exclusively were going against each other, first-team defense held up okay. I think there are, there are things to be taken away from that. But I think this is also a little bit of Lane Kiffin trying to light a fire under these guys a little bit. 
is so – and this happens all the time. I made the comparison on the, the live stream this morning. But uh, preseason games are a little bit different in the NFL, obviously, because you're playing another opponent. I got to watch Taysom and Jameis and draw an opinion because they weren't playing against the Saints defense. They were playing against another defense. It's a little bit easier to figure out what your team is. But it always cracks me up. Like you've seen videos now – like of Elijah Moore, for example, catching a long touchdown pa- pass in Jets camp. And the few thousand fans that are there watching are cheering. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell are you cheering about? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that your means starting your corner. up a long touchdown pass, you know? <laughs> uh, the, the same thing happens in spring games. Every year I, I talk about this. Why are you cheering at a spring game? If you score a touchdown, it means you gave up a touchdown. <laughs> There's nothing to be happy about. Uh, in this case... It's very, and again, we weren't there, so all we have is to to go off reports. But uh, two things: one, this offense is better than every defense they're going to play. Yep, pretty much. I mean, my God, look at the numbers they put up against national champion Alabama last year. Like this old Miss offense with Matt Corral, and yes, they had some receivers with black jerseys, but they still played. Like Braylon Sanders, who Lane Kiffin called a potential first rounder, by the way. That's eye-opening, in a good way, of course. But how many defenses are actually going to be able to stop that offense? You know what I mean? How many in college football would be able to stop the Ole Miss offense? Very small number. Looking at the schedule, there's not one, obviously. And actually, you know what? I was going to say obviously Alabama, but you just referenced it there. They put up over 40 points against that defense last year. so They, they, they were dominant against the <laughs> Alabama defense right. last year. Flat-out dominant. I thought you were going no, <laughs> to finish your point there. <laughs> That's all right. Gotcha. But, no, I mean, there's really not a team out there that should scare this Ole Miss offense. They can scare the team as a whole because you have flaws on your defense and, you know, any given Saturday and yeah. all that stuff in the SEC. But, no, just – Strictly on paper, this Ole Miss offense matches up to every single defense on their schedule. So when you read things like the the, the defense didn't do well against that offense, my, my initial reaction was, well, no shit. I mean, of course. <laughs> Forgive my language again. I hope you don't have children listening in the car. Uh, I need to stop that. I get scolded at home because little guy's starting to, you know, yeah, learn he's, how he's to at that talk. age. Yeah. Where he kind of... It's like a parrot, right? They can kind of mimic what you say. He he can say words now. So i, I got to <laughs> let it all out here. And I can't on the radio because of the FCC. So please forgive me. I, I'm sorry. I, I have had a salesperson actually tell me to to just chill out. So i, I got to do that. Uh, we'll get a little beep uh, thing in here that we can press the button. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Just you know, turn the mic off. Although it doesn't work because you're yeah. just in the same room. And, and I, hey, I think it would pick it up. Yeah. So, anyway, I get scolded for that. But, yeah, I mean, of course. So, I had, in one of my group messages, people were like, oh, I'm really, I mean, you know, that sucks to hear. You would think they'd be better. Well, they can be a lot better. They can be, I mean, 180 degrees different from last year and still not do well against that offense. Alabama, again, last year, but they did this to everybody, has the most talented defense as far as recruiting in all of college football, and they scored basically at will. That that's something that people are reading too far into. I think is I mean one of the problems being tackling. That's an issue they had last year. That's not good. I'm not saying that this is a good thing, but if you're freaking out, well, I thought the defense was going to be better. It can be a lot better, 
and still get scored on basically at will by this offense in particular. Also, the tackling thing in a scrimmage is kind of interesting because I don't guys aren't going to sell out and try to you know blindside a guy that's on their own team. So I think unless you're the Giants, right, or the Panthers, that guy that got cut yeah. for just launching himself at a receiver across the middle. So I think there's always something in the back of these guys' minds in a scrimmage of, oh, that guy's got my same uniform on. I'm not going to light him up in this scrimmage or really try to tackle him with all my force on this you know, running play up the middle for three yards. Right. So I think there's a little something to that as well. Yeah, they put the highlight out of uh, apparently on the first play of the scrimmage, Corral hit Braylon Sanders for a long I don't know how long it was again because you know we it's not like the film is online for <laughs> right. us to see, but a very long pass. And Braylon Sanders is wearing a black jersey. He still got open and still caught the ball, but you the, the defender would have tackled him differently had right. he not had that jersey on. And so. with that jersey on, I don't know, is he getting pressed at the line of scrimmage? So, right. You know, stuff yeah, like that. Stuff like it's that. very limited in a scrimmage. Of course. And so uh, so that's number one. And number two, like Lane said himself, uh Last year, all we heard about was how the defense was much better than the offense in practices and scrimmages and stuff like that. So, does this mean that the defense is going to be great and the offense is going to suck this year? That would be a wild turn of events. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah, imagine Ole Miss pitches like a shutout or something in the first game and they lose like 3 no- <laughs> or So it wouldn't be a shutout, but they lose like 3 nothing. Offense can't score at all. So, long-winded way to say... um. And, you know, the the people that actually get to go watch these kind of things, uh, like Neil McCready, for example, he was there. His observations are are meaningful because he was there. He got to see it. Uh, But even and and this isn't a knock on Neil. I I think he's very good at at what he does. Uh, And he'll he'll tell you himself his eyes are different than the coach's eyes. Right. So they might be seeing different things. I would not read too much into the defense struggled against that offense. And, you know, maybe that's me being blind. Maybe I'm just blind by Lane Kiffin, Jeff Levy, Matt Corral on that offense. I just, again, my reaction was, well, of course, no shit (laughs) that that defense can't stop that offense. They can be improved by 60 spots in total defense and still get lit up by these guys. So I wouldn't read too much into this scrimmage stuff. I had a few friends that were like, what the hell's going on? You know, why aren't we any better defensively? Well, you don't know that. You have no idea. It was a scrimmage against presumably one of the better offenses in the United States of America. So take it with a grain of salt, and that's all you need to take it with because it was a scrimmage, and it is that offense, and it does not mean they're not getting better or anything like that. We don't know until they actually play. Right. We won't know until September 6th. Three that, weeks? Exactly. That's when That's when the world finds out. That's when... People that aren't in the media in Oxford get to see this team for the very first time. Yeah. I had I said that on the radio. I was like, you know, we'll know in week one if they've gotten better. And, and one of the guys responded with, well, it's just Louisville. We won't know. I said, no, we will because Louisville lights up last year's defense. Regardless of who they are, it doesn't matter. Everybody, everybody. South Carolina up. lit up the defense yes. last year. So if they shut down Louisville, it's an improvement. Yes, there are going to be better offenses, better quarterbacks, more talented teams in Louisville. Everywhere on this schedule except for Vanderbilt, and I like their quarterback play at Vanderbilt, and Tulane 
And it's not SEMO, is it? Austin P. Austin P. SEMO was supposed to be last year, I think. Yeah. Well, what, Austin P. is the governor's, right? Their mascot looks like a little guy that looks like a gun. Something He's got like, like a top hat and a monocle, so yeah. you're probably right. Something like that. They chant, let's go pee. I swear. <laughs> I swear they do. Uh, not as cool as Furman's F you all the time on the back of their helmet. That's pretty cool. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's their like chant. It's a. It used to be a Christian university. It's still a private school, but it used to be like a Christian college. And now their chant is F you all the time. So <laughs> they kind of something went wrong. They moved, there. Yeah, they moved away <laughs> from the, the Christian university <laughs> aspect. But um, and then Liberty. I mean, Louisville will have more pure talent than Liberty. I'm not saying that they're a better team, but they will have more talent overall. Maybe not Liberty. at the quarterback position. Not though. at the quarterback position. But everywhere else, yeah. Hey, I mean, Liberty's got a guy that might, you know, be an early round pick playing quarterback. So, but you guys get my point. If they are better against a team like Louisville, they are better. Yeah, and that we'll know in week one. Right, that won't be a, a week one overreaction if the defense plays well to say that this is already a better unit than twenty twenty. Yeah. That's not one of those crazy Monday morning overreaction thing. Not, Tuesday morning is what it would be. Yeah, it'd be but, Tuesday morning. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you completely. That's um, that's a Louisville team that would have lit up last year's. Everybody would have. My gosh. And we're not far removed from SIU. Southern Illinois, they're the Salukis, right? Yeah. Lighting up uh, Ole Miss at home. I mean, yeah. Is the most, what was it, the most yards ever given up to a non-conference opponent or something in that game? Oh, boy. Um, just got to limit the menu, right? I, I still no leaky yardage. No leaky yardage. Uh, Got to get your eyes right and uh, limit the menu. Well, I, I wanted to scream every time I heard that. Okay, you are obviously lacking somewhat in talent. If you're telling me the solution to play better defense in the SEC is to be more predictable, <laughs> how are you getting paid a million dollars to do your job right now? Like I am, I am a nobody. Like I played high school football, right? For uh, 4A, which was the biggest in South Carolina, I played 4A high school football. And I could tell you, your players aren't good enough to be simple. Alabama's players aren't good enough to be simple anymore. And that was Crime Dog's brilliant defensive fixing strategy, is we're going to limit what we do defensively and run a bunch of base stuff and let teams like Alabama know exactly what we're going to be doing all the time, and then our not-as-good players are going to have to stop that? I mean, come on. That's, that's how, where 66-3 to three comes Yeah, in. I was going to say that's exactly how you end up there. And the year before that, was it 63-7? to Because oh, Ole Miss yeah. scored on the first play from scrimmage. Yeah, and DK then Metcalf, man. All downhill from there. I remember that first play. There, there was, I, You knew going into that game they're going to get smoked. You knew 100%. But then DK scored, and you're like, are they really? <laughs> and then Alabama went right down the field, and you're like, at least watching that game, you knew on the second possession. Like, it wasn't a heartbreak game. It was, wow, that was cool by DK, and the game is over, the next series. Right. That that false hope did not last very long. Didn't last long. Unlike the, what was it, the year before, where they uh, they blew a three-touchdown lead? Yeah, a couple weeks after they did the same thing against Florida State. In the yeah. opener. Yeah, that's that was so long girls. ago now. Think yeah. about what's happened between then and now. 
Yeah, that was 2016. It was. And um, isn't DeAndre Francois at Arkansas State the guy that played quarterback there in that game? There is no way he still has college eligibility uh, left. Somebody at Arkansas State is a, is a prominent name. Is it Blackman? Is that who you're thinking of? The thin kind of quarterback from Florida State? No, DeAndre Francois is... He went uh, to like Hampton or something. and then He went to Hampton and now plays for the fan-controlled football league. So who's the quarterback at Arkansas State? Because that name popped and I was like, oh, wait, I know that guy. Let's see. James I think, Blackman. Yeah, yeah, that's who I was saying. James Blackman from He was Florida the guy State. who came yeah. in to replace Francois and got absolutely demolished behind that atrocious Florida State offensive line after Jimbo left. The worst offensive line in the history of college football, at least Division I. Uh, yeah. I felt so bad for him because he was like 170 pounds soaking wet. There's no way he weighed more than that. And watching him just get constantly crushed by defensive Dude, linemen was tough. His stats aren't that bad in... Uh... What year? So this had to have been 2019, right? I think, this the, the stats that I'm looking at. Uh, he threw for 2,100 yards on 64% completions. At FSU? At Florida State. Okay. Yeah, good for him. 16 touchdowns, 7 picks, so a lot of interceptions. But, wow. Hmm. So that's at Arkansas State this year from Belle Glade, Florida. He, he's listed at 6'5", 190. <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> That's a tiny, skinny little guy, hey, too. Under but, Butch Jones, who knows what he can be. Yeah, he can definitely be Alvin Kamara. Or, now, there's <laughs> another one. Add, add it to the list. It, it wasn't Butch Jones, I guess, but Marquez Callaway caught 30 passes his senior year at Tennessee. 30 passes his senior year at Tennessee. Averaged like 20 yards per catch, too. But he will have more than that in the NFL in eight weeks. Yeah, Seriously. No Michael Thomas for the first however many weeks uh, for the Saints. I think he's going to turn into a really good receiver. He You're always had the the look and the physical skills of it, but again, playing in that Tennessee offense, he just got lost. He just played at Tennessee. You have to try to not use good players the way Tennessee has not used good players over the years. And it's I mean, insane. You can use the same example for someone like Dawson Knox, who made an immediate impact in the NFL. Meanwhile... He was he was non-existent in that Ole Miss offense. Not in the red zone, anyway. Yeah, He didn't score a college touchdown. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of the, the last thing, I was a little bit surprised by this, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. I don't really understand how this happened. Uh, the AP poll is out, another poll that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And here they are. Uh, I'll give you one guess at what the top five is. <laughs> Let me see. Is it Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia? Not exactly in that order, but Ooh. those are your five teams. Okay, We could have had this conversation this time last year, and I would have said, Stephen, who's going to be the top five in the preseason 2021 AP poll? And you would have gotten all five teams. Yep. You would have. It's, you know, college football, not in a good place. Okay, so I, yeah, I switched a few. So it's Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. But those five. Yep. So uh, those that's the top five. A&M is six. Don't sleep on the Aggies. Iowa State is seven. That's way too high. Cincinnati's eight. Cincinnati plays two Power 5 teams this year. Uh, they will not stay in the top ten. Notre Dame, nine. North Carolina, ten. Oregon, 11. Wisconsin, 12. Florida, 13. 
Miami, USC, LSU is 14 through 16. Indiana is 17. Iowa, 18. Penn State, 19. Washington, 20. Texas, 21. That is a ranking and name only. Coastal Carolina, 22. Louisiana, Raging Cajuns, 23. Utah, 24. And Arizona State, 25. Penn State's another one that's name only. They were terrible Penn State's last ranked year. in name only. Yep. You notice I didn't say what particular team. That's why I went through all of them, 1 through 25. Ole Miss, not included. In the AP Top 25, the voters, the Associated Press, uh, whoever votes in this thing, the journalists out there, uh, do not see it the way the coaches do. Do not have Ole Miss ranked in the preseason. Yeah, that's surprising. And because we, when we talked about the coaches poll, we referenced the fact that Ole Miss would probably be that's higher. What I thought. In the yeah, AP I was poll. dead wrong there. Hmm. And they're you know they're right outside. So I guess 27 if you do it based on receiving votes. Yeah. But who's 26? Oklahoma State. For, yeah, I don't. I don't understand how you can leave a team like Ole Miss out with, again, the returning weapons that they have, the just the overall hype around them this season, the way the coaches yeah, let, see it. Be, obviously, let's just be honest with a sec- for a second. If Ole Miss lined up across the field from Coastal Carolina, they would beat the absolute shit out of Coastal Carolina. I know we got to be cute and like give the group of five their due, and I do that sometimes. I, I I do. I think that they don't get enough credit. I think Cincinnati should have been ranked higher than they were uh, last season going into the playoffs and all that, and I think we should expand to 12 in part to give programs like Coastal Carolina with the season they had last year a shot at getting their brains beaten in by Alabama. But uh, these people, these super smart sports journalists that make this poll, they actually think that if Coastal Carolina and Ole Miss played each other, that Coastal Carolina is the better football team that would win the game? Are they really trying to sell that to us? Because that's what this poll is saying, right? That they're the better team. They're ranked higher. If they played today, what would happen? Ole Miss would win by 35 points if they played today. That's what would happen. Yep, and you've got an Arizona State team at 25 that finished 2-2 two and two in the Pac-12 last year. And they were, they're were they a disaster as a program right now. Like four coaches are on administrative leave because of NCAA issues. A bunch of guys aren't even going to be allowed to play because they're going to hold them out because of NCAA issues. Yeah, so all that kind of, those examples right there show you that really these preseason polls and there's just not a lot of stock that needs to be placed into them. Obviously, you want to be ranked inside of them, and it gives news people like me something to do and put in a little update and put online yep. because it, you know we have nothing else going on outside of the nightmare that is COVID and all that stuff. But I'd, it is still surprising, though, to look at this ranking on the page and not see Ole Miss on there. Like I get I even get ULL, if we're being honest. I think they're going to be really good again. They return the most production of any team in college football. Seriously, the most. And they go to Texas, and that's going to be so much fun. That tells you probably why Texas is ranked and why ULL is ranked, because they play each other. And that's an early season matchup, so the hope still is that they're both ranked during that game, and it's easier to promote. I think if I had a vote, I'd put the the Raging Cajuns in there. I think I would. Uh Truly. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, watching what they did last year to Iowa State and then returning everybody back, I, I'm okay with that. But Penn State is there in name only. Texas is there in name only. I mean, yes, Ole Miss didn't play Indiana with Michael Penix, but Indiana's getting a lot of benefit of the doubt for a team that just 
had to sign two players from last year's Ole Miss defense to boost their roster. You, you tell me, I mean, go back and watch the Outback Bowl. Ole Miss was without their leading two receivers, their running back. I mean, they were playing Chad Kelly's little brother at tight end and a quarterback at wide receiver that day, and they were clearly the faster, more athletic team. I, I, I just... We get too cute with stuff like this. If you're going to do a poll, do it right. Or don't get cute with it and just be honest about it. What is Coastal Carolina doing ahead of Ole Miss right now? What are they doing? Well, they won a bunch of games last year. Against who? Against who? BYU. That was their only big win, right? Yeah, they did beat BYU. They lost to Liberty, right, in the bowl game? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Liberty. (laughs) I mean... LSU at 16. Why? Why? That's way too high. That was another immediate takeaway. That That's the voters or whoever, the media members in this thing, basically giving LSU a pass for it, last year. Yeah. That's another in-name only thing. Right. What are they and doing there? I think they'll be better this season than they were last year. But to start at 16 after the year that they had, that's just fundamentally wrong. Who is this now looking 16 to 17 at Indiana? Who is the second player from the Ole Miss defense that ended up there? I know Ryder Anderson was one. Oh, John Haynes. Oh, okay. I never saw the transfer right. destination. Okay. Hmm. He played in the bowl game, I think. Uh, he played in every game. Yeah. So, I, if you're going to do these polls, just do it right. That's all I'm saying. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um. Don't sleep on the Aggies, though. There's uh, there's your take uh, of the day. Did anything else happen in Ole Miss world this weekend that I'm missing? One interesting thing, uh, Tariqis Tisdale talked to the media afterwards, and he he spoke after Lane Kiffin. Kiffin said what he said about the defense, and he gave an interesting response, I thought, to the first question of somebody said, obviously Lane Kiffin you know, wasn't thrilled with what he saw out there. What do you have to say about the defense? And he, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he said something to the effect of, I don't really care what anyone else has to say. I know the work that we put in. I know what we do on a daily mm-hmm. basis. It was a little interesting to hear that answer about basically what your head coach just walked away from the podium and said. Yeah, he said something on Twitter, too, and deleted it. Uh, it, mm. it was a David Johnson headline that he did the whole SpongeBob meme on, meme on <laughs> about how the defense struggled. Uh, it's gone, but the screenshot lives forever. Yep, the internet is forever, kids. Don't don't forget that. But yeah, that is interesting. What, directly questioning his coach, did, he, did it not go down that way? Yeah, I I don't know. It, I would trust Lane Kiffin's assessment of it certainly. And again, as the Ole Miss defense, and as a player on the Ole Miss defense, you don't get that benefit of the doubt right now. Until you go out on September 6th, and there's your chance to prove everyone wrong. Until then, no one out there believes that the Ole Miss defense is all of a sudden fantastic. So I'm apt to believe what Lane Kiffin yeah. said. Got to prove it. Maybe that's why they weren't included in the top 25, uh, but still, even if they don't prove it. Uh, my gosh. Anyway, uh the podcast, by the way, brought to you by absms.com, Advantage Business Systems. If you're in the market for office technology solutions like copiers and printers or mail machines, voice over IP phones, cloud storage, data security, stuff like that, office technology, and you're based in the state of Mississippi, ABS, Advantage Business Systems, can service you. If you're in the state, 
they can and will service you. And they also offer complimentary office technology assessments. So if you're in the market for it, but you don't know, you know what your budget is or what you can afford, they'll give you an assessment for free. So absms.com is the website and tell them we sent you. Also, LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. It is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. We've got a hurricane coming, apparently, although uh, it's really going to go up through Alabama instead there's of Mississippi. Two. They're, they're both going to miss us, which is a good thing. But, yeah, there's two coming. We're kind of hitting that peak of uh, of hurricane season, which yeah, is always a lot of fun. going to ruin the college football season. But it will not ruin your day behind the grill, so uh, stop by LB's. Get one of their daily lunch specials as well. Let them do the cooking for you. But uh, go by and see Greg and tell him we sent you. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.